0: Hey guys, what's up? It is Dan and Brad, and today we are joined by a special guest, Nathan Rebelki from the St. Louis Business Journal. And today we're going to shoot the shit with some current events before we get into our second episode that we'll record later. But
1: uh, can you tell us a little about yourself, Nathan? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Yeah, no problem. Looking
1: forward to this. Uh, yeah, so I work at the St. Louis Business Journal. I've been there about four and a half years. Uh, I cover uh, sports business, entrepreneurship, and technology. Along with that, I run our St. Louis Inno publication, which is uh, it's basically focused on innovation, tech, and startups. It's a specific webpage, website for all those stories. It's got its own newsletter, own events, own award publications as well. Uh, so that's a little bit about me.
2: So is it I-N-N-O? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when you guys were talking about it, I thought it was like N-O. But then whenever you explain it, innovation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's all coming together for Silent
1: me. N. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's part of uh, the American Inno Network. Uh, yeah. So there's 45 different cities with inno you know, publications in them.
2: Yeah. So when he walked in today, I was like, "Oh, this guy looks familiar." But he had interviewed me for a small piece on St. Louis co working oh, back in the day.
1: Subtle flex. I got. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that was the first time I was in the newspaper. <laughs> I think I did another
1: story on you too. To be
2: yeah. So I did. I did that one, and then I did one when I launched an app called Gig Me. Okay. Um, which was like a uh an app for you know if you want your a doorknob installed or whatever mm-hmm. and it was like there's an app for that I don't know if you had written that one Um and then I did a third one where we were launching this product called Casper in our recruiting company and it was kind of like this is a new spin on recruiting so those are the
0: how many times that was three times I yeah. <laughs> <there was one.
2: laughs> also you know whenever I was like the third biggest recruiting firm. oh what fourth <laughs> <laughs> that- I'm just kidding. I had to keep going just because Brad will give me Was shit. that on the business journal list? That was on the business journal list <laughs> okay. for recruitment agencies. So I was kind of disappointed actually. So the year before I was number three and we like 10 X the amount of placements we were doing and all this. And this was during COVID. So then the next year they did that. Like, you know, they say, how many placements did you do? What kind of business do you do? All this stuff. And I'm feeling really good. Like, we might have moved up a couple of spots and we were the same. And like, everybody else 10X, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, anyways, but good stuff, good stuff.
0: So, since uh, this is our current event episode, uh, have you guys seen that Netflix turned 20 or turns 25 years old on Monday?
2: Wow. Like, that's crazy. I remember when they first came out, like, you could, you like, they shipped you mm-hmm. a DVD.
0: Yeah. Right? So that's what... I actually totally forgot about that. I thought that was like the the Redbox platform, but that was Netflix. I I can fondly remember like the clear DVD case that said Netflix on it. Yeah. But to think that they're 25 years old, I mean, I'm 34. So that's like... I was nine years old when Netflix started.
2: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, Blows my mind. But I mean, I think that there's a lot of companies that start and they don't get any sort of traction for like five or six years. Mm-hmm. So you never...
0: That, they you know?
2: Mm-hmm. But I think I don't know if this is if can you still rent the DVDs? Because like know. whenever I do a search, it'll say like available on streaming, and then it'll have other titles that aren't available on streaming. I so. can only imagine
1: the DVDs you're gonna get <laughs> sent to your house. Yeah.
2: There's
1: <laughs> some good <laughs> ones. I, I actually like I like the DVD model a lot. I feel like there you could almost get any movie you wanted back then
2: from it. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear about the story with Blockbuster? Um, and this doesn't have really anything to do with Netflix, but it's interesting to see like how the businesses uh, Blockbuster obviously had you know market share across rental movies mm-hmm. and <clears throat> Redbox comes along and they're like you that you're crazy that's stupid and I think Blockbuster had a chance to buy either Redbox or Netflix I yeah, think, it I, think was it, Netflix. I think it was Redbox Redbox yeah. for like something stupid like like 10 million dollars or something and uh, they passed on it and I I wish I didn't know we were going to talk about this otherwise I would have Actual stats, so Google this uh, if you want. But, it, and they were who put Blockbuster out of business because they refused to change. They were too late to the game. And then Netflix obviously came along, mm-hmm. but there's still red boxes.
0: Yeah, there is. I mean, I feel like they're every single Walgreens
1: almost. So. I don't
2: own a DVD player.
1: Yeah, I walk by them all the time and I want to see that movie. And then I, then I realize I don't have a DVD player. So, what, what, yeah. what is it yeah, to buy that's them? True.
2: Do you have a VHS player? No. We have one for like old like family videos. That we had recorded. Yeah. And so hopefully it doesn't break because I don't know where you buy one. <laughs> and Long then job.
0: something else interesting I saw today is the so in the startup space here is the co founder of LinkedIn or LinkedIn, Eric why Okay.
1: Um,
0: he started a business called Karma Check. And would you believe that a third of all LinkedIn profiles have false information on them? I would believe that. Mm-hmm. But is, do you think that's
1: low or high? Because I personally think it's almost low. Is, like is that intentionally false information or is that that I don't know because I check a lot of times for a story I'm working on and it's like okay does this is, you know where did this guy worked before so, and then he see it, he says he's still working at this one company I know he left it a year ago yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so it's not accurate but I don't know if it's
2: yeah owning a recruiting firm that happens all the time yeah. where they just they logged in and you know 2008 they updated their stuff and then they never logged back in so I could see that but intentional stuff I could also see a third of because they they say like 50% of people have fake stuff even on their resume
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: what I mean they embellish the job that they're doing or something easily so. yeah and how easy it is it to be like oh yeah back in 2008 I was part of like you know National Honor Society who's gonna check that
1: yeah. you know what I mean maybe a reporter <laughs>
2: yeah
1: <laughs> I think I'm yeah. the only <laughs> subset of a group of people that actually go back and check your yeah. National Honor Society <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. membership <laughs> hey Ms. Fisher was Dan Greiner a
2: doing honor a society story. <laughs>
0: And then, um, so we were talking about this before you came in with, uh, I guess, our engineer of the podcast, and we were talking about baseball cards and how Mm -hmm. popular baseball cards seem to be. Like, one year they're really popular, another year it seems like they're not selling nearly as many. Um, Just this week, there was a new record for the most expensive baseball card sold, (laughs) which was $12.6 million for a 1952 Mickey Mantle card. And that broke the previous record of nine point three million dollars for a Diego Mirando jersey. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I saw
1: that too. Yeah. So it's
0: I was just a soccer player. That almost has to be a soccer player. But I was just so that's the record. Which I honestly I thought it was a Babe Ruth ball, which was the record. So uh, I had two two things new there. And Dan's a big sports card guy. So right?
2: yeah. So I I have a ton of sports cards. I got in well, when I was a kid. I was into it, and then. Mm-hmm. I started like investing, I guess. I just started buying stuff mm-hmm. that, you know, now I'm older and I still like cards. Um, and I got you to buy one pack of cards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's got a Justin Herbert rookie card out of it. That's probably worth a little bit of money. Um, but yeah, and, and what's so interesting about that Mickey Mantle is everybody used this grading company called PSA that was like the pinnacle of grading. And the Mickey Mantle that sold, I think, was a SGC, which is like a third tier grading company that they bought that card from. But we you started seeing a lot of these cards, like these National Treasures, LeBron James or whatever, selling for millions and millions of dollars. And it's almost like that card is not worth that much money. And it was almost like, is somebody pumping artificial values? Because if you look, um, I could talk about this for days, yeah. but if you look, there was a lot of like shell bidding going on in that, in that, in that, uh, in I guess, in sports cards and Pokemon cards, um, cause I do Pokemon cards too. And, um, and so it's almost like, is this pumping the value? Is this, is who bought it have 10 of those Mickey Mantles sitting
1: yeah,
2: yeah. on his shelf yeah. at home? And by buying it for that, he raises the value of each one of those by a million bucks.
1: I've got a few Mickey Mantles sitting at home, actually. Really? My dad, uh, one of his neighbors went away to college and gave him all his baseball cards. Really, and I had like three or four Mickey Mantles on my wall growing up, and now I'm oh. going to go back home and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not, they're not in yeah. Far from in condition, but, that, but
2: yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. People pay for condition, but what I if if you have those, I would for sure get them graded because as soon as they're graded, it's kind of like you're buying a known commodity. And I have a Michael Jordan rookie card, um, and it's not graded, and I have a whole story about that, but. Graded, they're worth crazy amounts of money, but so many people made fake ones mm-hmm. that uh, that a lot of people are hesitant to buy the fake ones. Now, the one that I bought, I bought from this guy, and I mean, we have time yeah. on this. So I bought I bought this card from this guy, Michael Jordan rookie card. I wake up, I and this is when I was really into cards, and it was eight hundred bucks, and it was on Facebook Marketplace, and I'm like, that's worth the risk. Like, I might lose eight hundred bucks, but if it's real, it's worth. 2,500, 3,200 bucks, um, somewhere around there without being graded. So I go over there. The guy has like, he has like, I love Jesus and all these things like all over his yard, which is fine, right? And he opens, he's like, yeah, I've had this card since like, you know, early 90s. I own a sports card shop. I'm looking at it and like, I I researched like how to know if one's real before I obviously went. So I'm like looking at it, I'm like, this thing is legit. Like it's legit. So I bought it. I bring it home and I'm still like hesitant because I'm like, I just paid 800 bucks for this like piece of paper, right? And so I'm doing more research. I post it on, on what, um, on like baseball groups on baseball card groups, basketball card groups on Facebook. They're like, yeah, it looks legit. All that. I'm like, something's off. It's not centered. Right. You know? And so I take a FLIR, a 86 FLIR baseball card, which is the same size as that and i put them over each other and mine is short which means it was trimmed to make the condition looked better and so this guy what he did was he trimmed the card and the honus there was a honus wagner that was trimmed that actually wayne gretzky had bought at one time for a million plus bucks um and that was like a big thing and the fbi started doing research into like trimming cards and doing all these things so being trimmed, it's authentic altered, and it's only worth like it, it's pro- right now. It's probably worth about fifteen hundred bucks graded with authentic altered. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was like worth a thousand bucks um authentic altered. So I'm still up two hundred bucks technically, but I'm pissed because I'm yeah. like, so I email this guy, and I I was so and I I go over the top when I get mad like <laughs> with this kind of stuff because I'm a do the right thing person, mm-hmm. and like clearly you lied to me about something, and you have like all this facade up like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I reach out to him, I go, hey man, good news, cards real. And I go, bad news is the card's trimmed. And I go, So here's some options. I go, one, the FBI is actually looking into card mm-hmm. trimmers for high value cards, which Michael Jordan rookie cards like a mm-hmm. holy grail of cards. And I go, so I don't know. I could either report that or um I go, or you can give me a like 300 dollars refund and I keep the card, or you give me a full refund and you, you can have the card back. Um, and then I went a little bit farther and I was like, this was like a little childish, but I was like, <laughs> I go, or I have screenshots of all your Facebook friends, and I'll just run a Facebook ad towards all of them telling them the story, <laughs> <laughs> including your pastor at your church. <laughs> which is ridiculous. But you didn't do. I didn't know. <laughs> so I, I go, which option would you like? You know, you have 24 hours to answer me. And so he's like, he didn't want to see me again, and he didn't want to deal with it. So he's like, I'll send you a check. So he sent me that 300 bucks, and mm. But I still have it, and it's still valuable. It's just like, you know. So that's my card
0: story of the story. day. Yeah, sorry. So... Um, something else out of this world is NASA called off their space launch that was supposed to happen, I think it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Boeing's like first shot at like really trying to like prove that they're capable of sending uh, a rocket to space. And this one was supposed to uh, orbit the moon, and I believe an unmanned rover might have been going to the surface. Uh, they had to call the launch off. And what blows my mind, and I kind of want to get your guys' opinion on it, The last time we've been to the moon was 1972. We've been sending astronauts up pretty regularly now with SpaceX for the last, say, four years, right? And I find it very odd that we're just now, over 50 years ago, trying to go back to the moon and it's seeming to be this difficult of a process. So what do you think?
2: So you think it's fake, the first ones? I'm not saying it's fake. I just
0: (laughs) think that the amount of technology we have now versus then is far superior I did listen to an Elon Musk podcast about like what he thought about us going to the moon, and he thinks it was real. He thinks we did do it. It was just like a – basically, it was US versus Russia. Who's going to get to the moon first? And it just – they did everything they could to make sure one of them won. Um, so it brought out a lot of technology out of everybody that time period, and then we just kind of lost –
2: Interest in it, I guess. Well, I mean, like, how much value is the moon once you get there, right? Like, in so terms right, of making so it right now there's a,
0: Right now, there's a lot of value in it because it's basically going to end up being uh, a place for supplies in order to go to Mars, mm-hmm. is
1: what they're saying.
2: Oh, it's like a
1: yeah, um, it's like yeah, it's like you're a layover essentially. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a it, hell of a
1: layover. Well, my thing with the, the yesterday the launch being delayed, you feel like you would have that all buttoned up. Yes, like two days, but. Well beforehand, and I, I'm not—I'm not, not going to claim to know—that's out of my domain, but it just seemed odd. In the eleventh hour, you're going to say, "All right, yeah, we're not going to the moon for something that requires so much planning and time."
2: Was it like the wind, or was it was it like a weather? No, it thing? was so like, like
1: an a, engine issue, yeah, a mechanical. So it was sort like something pretty major.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I—I I don't know. I would imagine that there's probably like five pieces of like you do parts for airplanes and stuff yeah. like that. So it's like. How many parts are available or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, they can't just take that bolt. There's probably, probably like a very customized yeah, yeah, like piece, and there's just not that many pieces of equipment. And they're
1: not going to share all the details. They're not going to be very transparent. Yeah. You know, they're, they're transparent enough where they need to be, but they're not going to bring out the part and show it. You know, it's really, we're just going to be kind of left guessing, yeah. I think.
2: But, I, well, yeah, so that makes sense to me now, like, why we would want to get there. But, like, after the initial one, it's kind of like, oh, we're on the moon. There's some rocks here. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. to me, like, what was the value of going back just to go back?
0: I, I mean, I I have no interest in myself going to space personally. I do find space to be very interesting. And I've been listening to a lot more podcasts and videos about about Mars. And it is interesting because it almost seems like, I don't think we'll, it'll ever be a thing in our lifetime where Earth does not exist. But I feel like Elon Musk is a very smart individual that, can see a lot further into the future than me. And I think he knows that Earth is already depleting in a way that it's not going to be sustainable for generations to come, which I don't even think it's going to be my great-grandchildren that aren't going to see Earth. But I think he's just doing what it takes to make it happen hmm. 500 to 1,000 years from now.
2: Well, I think it's interesting because no matter what, like there will be a last day on Earth when the sun burns out, right? Like yeah. The sun only has a finite amount of resources to And it's be the burnt, sun. The
0: sun grows every single year. Because it's exploding continuously. Slowly like the sun explode. is a star that's already exploded. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty wild.
2: Yeah, so it's really weird to think about. But yeah, I mean, what, like, and it, what does it take? Like seven or eight minutes for the light from the sun? I always think about this, to from the sun to get to the earth. And so the sun could have went out eight minutes ago or six minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. And we're all gone in two minutes.
0: That would be wild. <laughs> yeah. We'll be here in the in the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't even this is where yeah, this we is, won't know. We'll just step outside. Video, <laughs> like if somebody
2: ever comes back, <laughs> we got it. Um, so there's that, and then I find the universe fascinating. Like they haven't found the end of the universe. Like it just keeps growing. Like what does that even mean? was like, What is that? You know what I
0: mean? Like how? I mean, yeah, basically with the new James Webb Telescope too. Like we're trying to find out a lot more about the universe, which to me is super trippy. To think that like the picture that they could be taking could be the earth that was being created like light years ago and we're like looking into the past.
2: Yeah. That's well, that's what they, if they say. If you're on a star and you're looking back at the earth, the light that's being like transmitted, could be like, you could be literally right now. They, they're just now seeing like Egyptians build pyramids. Yeah. Because that's how long it took the light to get from earth. It's crazy. So anyways, blowing. <laughs> it's just some crazy shit to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other thing I have—I don't know if you guys want to touch on it—is that Honda and LG Energy are investing 4.4 billion dollars into a electric vehicle battery plant in the U.S. So I don't know if that's the first one of its kind or not, but it's a lot of money, and it's interesting that it's going to be here. And I also am curious of what, um, like tree hugger groups and stuff like that are going to think about about that situation because I've everything I kind of think about. Uh, electronic, or you know, battery plants is that they're pretty nasty, so it'd be interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, they strip mine the earth for batteries, Mm, so it's like, what is like the...
0: I don't know how you transport something like that from wherever we get it to America, and how that's gonna be
2: safe. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's a
1: company here that's trying to mine cobalt for batteries. Yeah, I never thought of of how do they actually get it from that mine an hour and a half out of St. Louis. Yeah, to wherever it's gonna go, it's got to be pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah, they're probably not telling a whole lot of people that. <laughs> it like,
2: can't be good. Is yeah. It It can't be. It's like a asbestos probably. I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, so you do you have any current events that you would want to bring up, St. Louis wise? Like you're around news all the time.
1: Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, we'll probably get into this in the other conversation we have, but. Uh, Yeah, there's some exciting news yesterday with a a local startup that doubled its headcount with a big deal that's in the healthcare space, kind of going after uh, senior living, trying to make senior living better. They kind of see this key moment of all these people are getting older, and the care model is not great. Uh, 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 For me, that was a big newsmaker this week. Uh, That's cool. Seemed to have a lot of interest from the the page views we got on it. Yeah. That's been a model that I've been interested in for so long, (laughs) just because the amount of boomers there are are all
0: going to have to go into assisted living or some sort of Assistance yeah. moving forward, mm-hmm. like, but I also am curious of how sustainable is it after the boomers.
1: Yeah, that's what I've wondered. You see all these facilities go up.
2: Yeah,
1: and in, and I, I, we we talked about this in our office in the past. Like, are those? I think one of the developers one time talked about it. Like, they they're trying to make those buildings be really readaptable for Apartment apartments outliers. at some point because they know we're gonna get through this twenty thirty year crush. Yeah, and then in twenty thirty years, yeah. so those buildings might just be knocked mm. down anyways. But
2: but you gotta have you have to have that need serviced mm-hmm. you know and so you have to have the capacity and there's going to be money to be made i just don't know if it's a business that i you know i already have a hard time being around older people <laughs> yeah i don't know it's just mm-hmm. hard for me but um but what i will say is like my uh my wife's gr- grandma she's 102 and she's in a facility she woke up one day and she had like a huge bruise on her head and they're like we don't know what happened and i'm like how are they not have like cameras that i can tune into you know what I mean? Like that's a business, yeah. yeah right that there, is. where it's security. like security. But they probably don't want.
0: They don't want that in there. They don't. No, yeah,
2: because no. if they do something, just wrong, reminds me
1: of Happy Gilmore. And yeah, Happy's, exactly. Happy's yeah.
2: grandma. Isn't uh, it uh, Ben Stiller? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: My so. grandparents lived in those facilities for five plus years, and it's they're not the most enjoyable place at all. Yeah, going to go into, which you, it feels awful because you're going in there to visit and you're looking forward to seeing them, but when you're in the hallways, you're like. <laughs>
2: I know. Yeah, I can get out it of feels here. crazy They're like we're going to do a prom, or we're going to do this. It's almost like you go you're a professional, you do career, you, you have grandkids, like you're a normal person and then you go back to like you're being treated like a little kid. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a weird, weird life cycle. There and me. like people even talk to you, "Oh, hi." You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's so weird to mm-hmm. me like how that happens. So anyways, so
0: Let's go. That seems like a perfect segue. If you guys enjoyed Nathan on this Current Event episode, we are going to have him on the following episode, which is going to be all about St. Louis startup scene, a little bit about the new healthcare startup he's got. Maybe it's a good investment for you guys. Uh, If you get a chance, make sure to tune in and subscribe if you enjoyed the video.